Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's see. I believe I heard Dave mention something about showers being nearby. Hmm. Not sure I want to hear that. We may have a leak in a wall at home. Not looking for rain and not looking for that heavy rain. Ay, ay, ay. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm Bob Salter. Hey, always like to give you a little peek inside of my life because it's a constant drama, sort of like a 24-hour soap opera, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You think I'm kidding. Well, on our program this morning, we should have very good discussions in both hours. I'm quite pleased to say that a gentleman is joining us in hour one of our program who we've had lively discussions with before. He's kind enough to fill in in uh, this hour of our program. Dr. Bob is back with us in hour one of our show. We've talked with him a number of times previously and at times put some information out there that was shall we say, revolutionary uh, at the time in some of our discussions. Uh, Dr. Bob, among the books that he has authored is his Guide to Prevent Surgery. That's a large part of what we're going to be talking about in this hour of our program. Dr. Bob DeMaria is joining us on our program. Nice to have you back with us. It's always a pleasure. We're going to make a difference along the whole East Coast of the United States and then around the world. I Thank like you for having the, me. I like the sound of that. Now, I mentioned the fact that you are um, talking about your guide to prevent surgery. I'll also mention, just to sort of whet the appetite for folks who are listening to our discussion today, because we'll have to talk about this at another time, you actually are going to be putting out a book later this year on a healthy marriage. Is that right? You know... It is absolutely right. My wife and I have been married since 1976. My God. That's pretty, pretty cool. And um, we, um, there's just so many people today that come into my practice that are unhappy. They've been married for 30 years. And I'm, I'm talking about health because if somebody has poor health, it, it impacts their emotions. So we're going to really drill down and help make a difference. And, you know, even people getting married uh, their second time, you, 
it's a lot easier to be married to someone who is healthy than not, and that includes emotional, physical health. And then there are just some attributes that I'm going to encourage people to do. We have pivot points. We have questions in there. And a lot of times I think that most marriages fail because one or the other, are they're selfish. So we're going to work on changing all of that. Sounds like a plan. It does sound like a plan. When we get closer to the time of that release, I'd love to have you back on the program to talk about that in uh, detail because a lot of what you have said can spark some very interesting um, discussion with some of the people who are listening to us who may want to join in the uh, discussion on those topics. But let's talk about the Guide to Prevent Surgery. We had touched upon this one other time when you were on the show. What prompted you to write the book? You know, it's kind of interesting. I, I do appreciate that question. I had so many people come into the office that had surgery that probably did not need to occur in the first place. I'm not telling people that they should not have surgery. But if you step back and you look at your life and your lifestyle, most surgeries could be prevented. And then I had people come in and then they're, they're dealing with the side effects or the collateral damage, as you would say, by having the surgery. So we're trying to pick up pieces, putting individuals' lives back together again. And we have great success doing just as that. It would be so nice if we could have people come into the office and sit down and create a plan of wellness before they have to, you know, go under the knife. The idea of the term, and it's used an awful lot, we hear people talk about this idea of successful surgery. When you hear that you term, know, what is, how does that strike you? You know, I'm chuckling to myself because I heard this from a patient of mine a long, long time ago. That's when I learned about the word oxymoron. A successful surgery is really an oxymoron. Um, it's a surgery that is successful is one that really never needed to occur in the first place. <laughs> and I have people that come into the office, and one of my most common surgeries that we see that people get is a carpal tunnel surgery. There's a bone, there's a nerve in your wrist called the median nerve. There are eight bones. So if somebody comes into my practice, and this is going to be an important point for everybody that's listening to us right now, um, Bob, because I've, been, I've also been practicing since 1978. If somebody comes into our office and they have pain in their wrist, let's just say their right hand is their preferred hand that they use their, their mouse that work with, um, we can address the wrist, the elbow, the shoulder, and the neck and help make a difference. The real interesting one is when somebody comes into our office and has carpal tunnel pain on both sides. Okay, you might say, okay, Dr. Bob, where are you going with that? Mm -hmm. Well, your right hand is your preferred hand, for example, and your left hand just kind of hangs out there, you know. Maybe you wave to people with it or flip people the bird, I don't know. But, <laughs> but you don't really always use your opposite non-preferred hand. So if they want to do surgery to both wrists, I always tell everybody, very important, this is like a drum roll, you need to check the neck because most bilateral carpal tunnel, that means carpal tunnel on both sides, 
is usually a neck problem. Now, in our practice, we actually have a video x-ray machine. You say, whoa, whoa, what does that mean? That means we were able to research, find a unit, that we could take a motion video of the spine. It is like so cool. You can see moving bones. What happens is that a lot of times the upper part of the thoracic spine of the upper back and lower neck gets locked. If it gets stuck, it can be from a motor vehicle accident, a soccer game, playing football, you know, from anything. But if that thing gets locked, the vertebrae usually two above have to overwork. They wear out. They put pressure on the nerve. So what we do is we back off, we fix the area below, and then we do something that most people don't like to do. We suggest it could be your diet. And they look at me like, what does that mean? Well, these people are drinking soda, eating candy bars, which cause inflammation. So mm-hmm. in the book, I have a, a chart about eating an anti-inflammatory food. So a lot of surgeries are directly related to poor dietary choices, and then you can throw in the mechanics. So what the glory of this book is, we really drill down to find out what is going on to help prevent surgery. When you talk about the idea of anti-inflammatory food, um, give us some specific examples of what, what would fall in that category. Okay, so we talk about this a lot in the book, and so you and, and I, and I really appreciate, you know, this is, you and I have been together for 17 years. I was talking to my wife last night and said, you know, um, Bob needs some help today. I said, Deb, you know, it's been 17 years since I wrote my ADHD book. So we're always cutting edge. You know, we changed the world of the trans fat book, and we made a huge difference. So I mean, there's two important facts we want to share this hour, and I'm going to share one of the facts with you right now. What I have learned is one of the leading causes of inflammation in the body is fruit, especially sweet fruit. Watermelon, bananas, pineapple, any dried fruit. Now, listen, i got to put a disclaimer here. I'm not telling people not to eat fruit. But what I have noticed, and we're seeing this because we also have digital x-ray in our office, which allows us to really get a real snapshot of what's going on because the, the technology of radiographs has advanced so much. We see a lot of fatty livers. Mm-hmm. The liver, the liver usually stops around your lower rib cage, but it can extend down into your pelvis. So when we see these fatty livers, we just look. I can look at a person's body and pretty much tell you if they have a fatty liver or not. So everybody in the world that's listening to us right now, including you, Bob Salter, and the men in the room, the tech guys over there, producer, I want you to squeeze your wrist. When you squeeze your wrist, you should feel something called bone. B-O-N-E, mm-hmm. but, but most people feel a layer of fluid, and, and it's not fat. They just feel boggy. That's because their body is holding on to fluid because they're inflamed, and most of the time people are inflamed, love bananas, raisins, grapes, pineapple, watermelon, and then they also like to eat yogurt, even Greek yogurt, and they eat sugar and peanut butter and donuts. You can say, that's Bob, you're taking away all the fun. <laughs> I'm not taking it away. What we're trying to do is have you have an awareness. Because most people have left neck and mid-back pain. 
It's a pancreas referral. These are what I've learned over my career, and I've seen people get divorced. It's one of the reasons I wrote this book, because of pain and inflammation directly caused by what they're eating. Amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. Um, interesting discussion that we're having with Dr. Bob DeMaria on our program. We've really just begun this discussion talking with him about Dr. Bob's Guide to Prevent Surgery. There's a lot of information along the lines of what we've been talking about thus far in our discussion and what we will be talking about on the web at Drugless Doctor, and that's doctor spelled out, Drugless Doctor, all is one word, dot com. You know, just thinking about um, the late Bob Wolf, and I'm still in a state of shock. And, you know, this is, what, almost a week, I guess, after his passing. Um, Just thinking about him having passed. I just said this uh, to Tyler in the control room. It's just Bob Wolf is one of those people... uh, Iconic figures in sports broadcasting who you just you just think they're they're going to be there forever, um, and obviously his legacy is addressed in this program that's going to be on at eight this morning. And um, Rick will be sharing some thoughts and introducing the program too. It's a very special program. Make sure you're listening after our eight o'clock update this Sunday morning, as you should be all the time. Well, on our program, we are in discussion with Dr. Bob DiMaria and uh, talking with him about some things that tie into uh, his latest book. It's entitled Dr. Bob's Guide to Prevent Surgery. I said what we'll do as well is to try to work in some thoughts from some of the folks who are listening to us, whether it's via Facebook or on the phone at 877-337-6666. Dr. Bob, let's start with folks on the phone. Let's go first okay. to um, the state of Connecticut. We're going to Joe, who has called us from Connecticut. Where in Connecticut are you calling us from, Joe? I'm actually from Shelton. I'm driving back to Westport from Rhode Island. We stayed at the beach house. i got to work at 8, so I'm on my way back. Well, But um, question, so, I mean, I'm going to be 30 in September. I've gotten into a few car accidents and just wear and tear between my neck, my back. I had a partially torn rotator cuff, and I was seeing a chiropractor for a while. And I heard mixed reviews. I got mixed results. Um, a couple months ago, I started seeing an acupuncturist, and it changed my world. I go about twice a month, and it, it's really helped. So I just wanted to know your thoughts on that and, you know, if it could be helpful or any risks, anything like that. Thanks. That's really a very good question, and way back in my day, I I took some training in acupuncture, and I think what the acupuncture is doing for you is definitely helping uh, balance out the energy in your body. But I think also if you could find yourself a skilled chiropractor, if you have an alignment issue, obviously you want to make sure that that is uh, rectified. That's one of the areas that we oftentimes see motor vehicle accidents. If you have had a torn rotator cuff, that means you obviously have had trauma in your life. So if your shoulder has been injured, I'm sure other body parts are. And if you were listening to the program before the break, you know, my real strong suggestion to you is really evaluate what you're consuming. 
And uh, I would back off the foods that cause pain. And number one is sugar. Dairy will cause pain. And gluten, and I alluded to the fact that pineapple and watermelon, any sweet fruits will cause neck and mid-back pain. So, you know, I would hang out with the acupuncturist. I think that's a great idea. But you might want to incorporate a few of these other thoughts that I had mentioned. I'm sure it'll make a huge difference. Okay. Now, i got to say this because some of the people who are listening to our discussion today are thinking, but wait a minute, come on. It's summertime. These fruits are in abundance now. They're so tasty. How can we resist? Well, I think, Bob, the point for everybody is just to have an awareness of how your body is feeling. You say, okay, what do you mean by that? Pears, plums, and apples are probably the best foods that will reduce pain. You know, we have, we have a pain medication epidemic going on in America today. And I know we also have uh, individuals that want to enjoy life, exactly what you just said. So it's just to have an awareness. So if you have chronic pain and you, let's just say today's Sunday, and you're going to go and have some watermelon or pineapple, nothing against that, but you wake up tomorrow morning and think, you know what, I'm just going to back off of it for a week or two and just start to see what my body, how is my body reacting to these different choices. It's all about choices and correlation to your body. One man's passions, another man's poison. Dr. Bob DeMaria is who we're talking with on our program on The Fan this Sunday morning. 877-337-6666 is our phone number. Back to the phone we go to Walter in Brooklyn. Walter, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Good morning. I want to compliment the doctor on his theories that the food has a lot to do with your ailments and what you eat. And he's correct about everything that he's saying. With certain people have certain ailments because of the certain diets that they have, and they bring on these ailments. I got to compliment the doctor on his theory. He's very smart. Have you had personal experience with this? Yes, actually, I, I personal experience as far as like when I would eat like ladies' potato chips maybe late at night, and they would take an effect on me. Uh, they would stipulate my bowels and everything. And I said, why, why did I eat that? And now I can't go to the bathroom. But I said, man, the next night, I said, we're not going to do that. And then, it's right. The food has a lot to do with your ailments. And doctor is very smart. Bob? Sounds tremendous to me. I'll tell you one thing. Um, everybody, everybody has a different reaction to the food that they're eating. And very simply put, non-starchy green vegetables and protein create the least amount of stress to your body. Non-starchy green vegetables. Kale, asparagus, cabbage, saute with some onions and mushrooms, throw a little turkey with that, a little chicken, and your pain will definitely diminish. You're 100% correct, doctor. You're very smart. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for your call this morning, Walter, and your comments. 877-337-6666 is our number here at The Fan. You want to join us that way or on Facebook, um, share your comments there. We go to Kevin in Stamford, who has been holding for some time. Kevin, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Hey, good morning. How are you? Excellent. And yourself? Uh, yeah, a little painful. Um, I, I was in a car accident about 
three weeks ago on a, uh, Friday night, I was just sitting out of light and I got smashed from behind. And like, uh, the, my, uh, they, they recommended a chiropractor to me, and um, I've been seeing them. It seems like it's getting worse. Now I have like a like a numbness going from my neck all the way to my wrist. Now, and uh, I don't know if it's from him pushing and prodding at me, and uh, you know, uh, well, well, wait, what do you what do you recommend? Should I still see this guy, or should I give it some more time? Okay, that's really a, a tremendous question um, because I have my degree is in chiropractic. I have a degree in spinal engineering and a degree in chiropractic orthopedics, and oftentimes I think because of how our lifestyles have cha- changed the last. 40 years since I've been in practice, your body might have been normal prior to the motor vehicle accident, I would say. But once you're involved in a motor vehicle accident, all those tissues change, and tissues need time to repair. And going back to what I said at the first part of the hour, we just had the discussion with, just be aware about what you're eating. And you might say, well, I'm eating the same thing I ate oh, before. Oh, I, I, I eat really healthy. You know, I, for the last three years, I had a cholesterol scare. I dropped it like 100 and something points within six months. I, I, I mean, I went on a chicken, fish, nothing but chicken, fish, broccoli, all green for for six months straight. And uh, oh, to this day, I, you know, I, I was up to 185. I'm down to 148 now. And I, and I haven't been to the gym in a year, and I stepped on a scale and still at 148. So eating right to me is like a daily occurrence. You know, I drink 10 to 12 bottles of water a day. You know, I just keep, you know, very fit on what, on what I eat. Well, I can only tell you this, Ben. I don't know enough about you to make a decision to tell you what to or not to do. You might uh-huh. want to go and talk, go to talk to your health care provider and share with him what you just discussed with me and have him do another assessment to evaluate your progress and or your current state of health. All right. Thanks a lot, Dr. Bob. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for your call this morning. Dr. Bob DeMaria is talking with us on our program on The Fan. His Guide to Prevent Surgery is his latest book. Uh, You want more information on uh, him or on reaching him, it's at drugglessdoctor, and that's all as one word, and doctor is spelled out, drugglessdoctor.com. And he's with us uh, this hour of our program. When we talk about surgeries, one of the surgeries that often comes up in discussion is this idea of gallbladder surgery. Why do we see so much of that? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting, Bob. In 1994, I had a gentleman come into the office. Prior to 94, they used to sew people's gallbladders up with the needle and thread. Mm-hmm. Around 94, I started noticing little metal clips in individuals, and I noticed that their spine was twisting to the left in the lumbar area, so I started asking questions. At the most common person to have their gallbladder out happens to be a female after they've had two children because the babies place a demand on their liver, and unless they really step back and make appropriate and necessary lifestyle changes, that liver starts having thick, pasty bile, and people have digestive distress. So I'm going to give some of the common body signals now for gallbladder distress. Number one, they usually feel, obviously, irritation after eating any kind of greasy food. 
They have bloating about two hours after they're done eating. They may have a metal taste in their mouth, right shoulder pain, right knee pain. Peanut butter might bother them. And their stools, when they go to the bathroom, could be, the stools could be floating, but they also have, as we say in Italian, agita, a lot of digestive distress. So they go to the healthcare provider, they'll do some testing to them, and they'll say your gallbladder is not functioning optimally, we need to take it out. The gallbladder is just not an insignificant organ. Your gallbladder is your bottle of dish detergent in your body. And when they take their gallbladder out, they're taking out the dish detergent, which means that fat can accumulate on your blood vessels. And over time, what I have noticed is that people have their gallbladders out also tend to have heart challenges four or five years later. So there's three famous foods that I promote, Dr. Bob's ABCs, a half a red apple every day, apples, thin bile. I eat at least a half a red apple every day. You want to eat beets, beet fiber, not beet juice, but beets, because beets will help lower your cholesterol, and a medium carrot, because the carrot is also going to help support optimal liver and gallbladder function. But the seriousness of it is, especially for ladies, if they have their gallbladder out, it tells me their liver's not functioning up to par, which means it cannot clear estrogen which 95% of all breast cancer is due to too much estrogen. So if you really look at what I just shared with you, you want that liver gallbladder mechanism to function. So if you had your gallbladder out already, you could go to a health food store and get yourself some bovine bile. Bovine is, is beef, bile is bile salt, and start putting one of those with every meal. That'll help at least Give your body enough bile that it needs when you go through your digestion. An interesting point that I made to you, because we had the gentleman earlier that had acupuncture. There's an acupuncture point on your right knee. I've had people come into my office with one or two knee replacements and still have knee pain and be angry at the surgeon, work on improving their gallbladder function, and their knee pain goes away, Bob. And it's, a, it's an acupuncture meridian point. It really is uh, very amazing. And bile, I'll leave it with this thought. Bile is alkaline, and we have so much stress today. When we're stressed, your body uses up the bile, and you have thick, pasty bile. So those are just some of the body signals that we see. And one last thought with that is if you eat radishes, if they cause digestive distress, green peppers and onions, that's so radishes, green peppers, onions, if those, they're not bad foods, but they're, they place a demand on your liver. If those bother you, it's not the food. It's your liver gallbladder mechanism that's not functioning up to par. Interesting discussion we're having with Dr. Bob DiMaria on our program on The Fan this Sunday morning. Radio.com. Dr. Bob DiMaria is talking with us this hour of our program. He's known as the drugless doctor, drugless doctor, and doctors all spelled out, drugless doctor, all is one word, dot com. 
is the uh, website if you want to go there and get some information on some of the things that um, Bob is sharing with us in our discussion. You want to join us, uh, you can on Facebook or at uh, WFAN's toll-free line, 877-337-6666. It is brought to you by Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, Mohegan Sun, Pocono, and Resorts Atlantic City. When we talk about the types of surgery and your book that we've been talking about is Dr. Bob's Guide to Prevent Surgery. What about surgery for children? What do we see as common surgery there? Well, I think the number one common surgery that we see that's almost a toss-up now is tubes in the ears to release the inflammation. And I don't want to use the word guarantee, but I can almost guarantee those kids are consuming yogurt, peanut butter, and it's creating inflammation in their body. The other item that we see with children are tonsils, and the tonsils are large lymph glands that help clear unwanted organisms and debris out of the body. I had my tonsils out back in the second grade, back in the early 1960s. So when I have moms that come into the practice and they have the children that are unhealthy, I always just suggest to them to maybe make some appropriate and necessary lifestyle changes. So some people might say, what about calcium, Dr. Bob? Well, there are, there are excellent sources of calcium besides milk. And once again, I'm not telling people not to drink milk. I just want to have you evaluate what you're putting in your child's diet. And I could suggest if you just kind of restrict some of these inflammatory type of foods, like dairy, including peanut butter, and even gluten. You know, give them some brown rice um, cereal. Give them a sweet potato with some uh, butter on it. Just vary that and change that around a little bit. We always see improvement by backing off on inflammation. But I'm going to just kind of transition to one area in the book that I really want to make an impact on. And I have a special chapter on this about iodine and iodine deficiency. And what I am noticing is we have this other issue happening in America today. You know, back between 1650 and 1850, half the transoceanic voyagers that left London never came back. They died of a condition from lack of vitamin C called scurvy. It Mm -hmm. took them several hundred years to figure that out. So once they came to the conclusion that they could give them a lime, that's why English sailors are known as limeys, it's a great source of vitamin C. Well, the established medical community at that time, you know, they everybody didn't accept that. So I'm going to make the very bold point here now is that we are living uh, something similar to uh, a lack of vitamin C, and that's lack of iodine. So not only do people not eat iodine, Bob, but iodine competes with a group of chemicals called a halide, and that is bromine, fluorine, and chlorine. Bromine, fluorine, and chlorine antagonize iodine. So you say, okay, where are you going with this, Dr. Bob? There's a term called apoptosis, apoptosis. Apoptosis is limited cell life. So we use a liquid iodine in our practice. We encourage our female patients to apply liquid, clear liquid iodine to their breast. I have seen over time it definitely helps 
uh, improve breast health, prevents cysts on the breast, cysts on the ovaries. I take 12 milligrams of iodine every day. It helps prostate health. Iodine limits cell life. It's a very common deficiency. So most people listening to us took a shower or bath the last 24, 48, or 36 hours. When you're taking a shower or bath, you're breathing in chlorine. Chlorine antagonizes iodine. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I have a chapter in the book on fibroids. I have a chapter in the book on breast cysts. Fibroids and the females are caused by, from what my experience is, is from liver congestion, liver compromise. The liver has to clear estrogen. And before you ask me any questions, I want to tell you that I'm on TV and do more radio programs for sleep apnea. Anytime I do a talk about sleep apnea, because we have all these people with these CPAP machines on, you know, once again, that could come down to diet. It also can come down to poor posture. But what's really funny, I'm kind of talking to myself right now because I go and watch our famous Cleveland Indians and you look at the size of people today, nothing unkind about larger people, but people have these big old tummies. All those organs in your body when you're laying down at night, they have to go somewhere, so they literally compress your lungs and you're going to snore. You're limiting the amount of room that your poor lungs have to exchange oxygen. It's kind of amazing that people have the back of their throat whittled away to take away and help them improve uh, their breathing. I'm sure you know where I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting idea because, you know, one of the things that we hear often expressed when someone uh, is diagnosed with sleep apnea is some of the advice they may get is in the area of losing weight. Um, and that's why. And this is points out exactly why. You know, because when you first said posture, I was thinking to myself, okay, posture. Now, what exactly does posture tie into this? Uh, but that's a good explanation. Because obviously, all we have to do is look around and we see all this belly fat. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to project where I'm going to go with this very short time period. I'll create a video on this. Um, the virtual reality headsets that people are wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, perception be- can become reality. In the physiology, these first are going to impact the person's posture in their neck. But I'm going to tell you, Bob, um, people, when they go and they escape into that virtual reality, your physiology is impacted by what you're watching. It's a, it's a different concept. I'm going to tie it all together in a video. Uh, but I don't think I'll write a book on the virtual reality headset. I'm not telling people to or not to do it. But if the virtual reality headset takes off, it'll be really interesting. It impacts physiology. When you get uh, um, terrified by something, it impacts your body. Oh, big time. Definitely. Yes. Dr. Bob DeMaria talking with us on our program on The Fan this Sunday morning. Let's go back to the phone at 877-337-6666. We'll go to uh, John in New Jersey. John, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Morning, Bob. Hey, I'm 73 years old, and when I was growing up, no one was ever allergic to peanuts. Now it seems every every kid is allergic. Every other kid is allergic to peanuts. What is the reason for that? Well, I'll tell you what. I'd love to give you a non-controversial answer. I really, I really can't give you a straight answer. It could be. 
something changed in the peanuts. There's definitely been change in our environment. People are more sensitive now to different food groups than ever. I'm not sure what the cause may be, uh, but there's definitely been a major environmental shift. And I'll leave it with I'll, I'll leave it with that. I mean, for a kid not to have peanut butter, gotta be bad. Almond butter, almond butter is a definite safe alternative. Almond butter, cashew butter, those are butters that people can use also. Oh, that's good to know. Thank John, you. John, thank you for your call this morning. You know, one of the things I was noticing, and I was in a, in a supermarket yesterday, and it's, it's interesting, Bob, because I was at the checkout, and I always go into um, high alert status then because I know that I'm in the focus of the people who market to those of us who are at that checkout and maybe we've got to wait five or ten minutes there and they put all kinds of little things there to try to tempt us to add to what it is we're getting. One of the things I saw as I was standing there is these little containers now, they're selling little portable containers, small serving size, basically, of almond milk. And I thought, you know, a couple of years back, you wouldn't have even seen this or heard people talk about this that much. Um, you know, Bob, there is there's just a lot of reasons I think our, our body is being... Our, our environment has changed. There's a lot of chemicals in foods today. And I can tell you, I could, if you were to come with me to a grocery store and I would look in a person's shopping cart, I could pretty much tell you what's going on inside of their bodies mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Um, it, so it just really is a, a major issue. I think um, as far as some of the more common, before we go off the air here, my heart really goes out to females for the ladies with the whole breast, cysts, and fibroids and gallbladder. So, ladies, you know, my suggestion to you is make sure you're eating at least a half a red apple every day. The apples help support liver gallbladder function. You can lower your cholesterol up to 40% by eating beets. Beets are very good for you, by the way. And that medium carrot, you know, there are people listening to us right now, Bob. They have little floaters in front of their eyes. They're called vitreous floaters. And if your vitreous floater is caused by a lack of vitamin A, that medium carrot over time will help that. You know, it comes down to good old Hippocrates, an old Greek guy. Let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. And I think that people don't take that to heart. I know yesterday my wife and I on Facebook, on my Dr. Bob, uh, the drugless doctor Facebook page, you can come right into my kitchen. I showed you how we did some beet greens and some kale. You know, we're always posting different types of foods that we're eating. Mm-hmm. We always get a great response with that. Excellent. I'll tell you what, let's do another call here. We've got Kevin in Lindenhurst who has joined us. Hello. Kevin, welcome to The Fan. Thanks for calling this morning. Thank you very much. I would, I would like to do- ask the doctor uh, a question. Um, I, have a, I have a fatty liver, and it's... Uh, enlarged, I guess, a little bit, and mostly self-inflicted. What are the best things, aside from medications and types of food I could take to help my liver, you know, rebuild itself? 
Well, it's kind of interesting you bring it up because I think you answered your own question. It's self-inflicted. And without TMI, too much information, however you self-inflicted that, if you were to reverse whichever you're eating, because I can show you on x-rays in my office, people's liver shrink, shrinking two or three inches. Um, I, you could go to your local health food store and you can get something called milk thistle. Milk thistle. I'm sorry. Is, I'm sorry. What was that? Milk what? M- milk thistle. Milk thistle is an herb. Milk thistle is an herb that you could you could take. Dandelion root is also an herb, and so is peppermint leaf. If you were to add those to your uh, your supplement routine, um, that would help. And not saying this to be silly. But even dandelion, the leaves, now, I don't want you to go to a yard that's been sprayed, but I know that some <laughs> grocery stores actually sell dandelion leaves. Those also help support liver gallbladder function. If you did Dr. Bob's ABCs, a half a red apple every day, a third cup of beet fiber and a medium carrot, you back off whatever you were doing to cause your liver to enlarge in the first place, in a year's time period, you'll be so happy because you'll definitely get better. I am sure, and back off of fruit, switch it out with, have a medium carrot every day. Some radishes are very important for the, by the way, um, some small tomatoes, some cauliflower, red, yellow, orange, bell pepper. I make a bag of that up every day. You could go to YouTube and type in Dr. Bob's Swap Bag, S-W-A-P, and you can see what I eat on a regular daily basis to help support body function. Kevin, thank you for your call this morning, certainly. Thank you very much. Alrighty. Interesting uh, calls uh, shared in our discussion with Dr. Bob DeMaria this hour of our program on The Fan. Dr. Bob's Guide to Preventing Surgery, uh, the book that we've been uh, focused on in uh, discussion here. I mentioned earlier in our discussion, too, at the beginning of our chat that Dr. Bob is going to be releasing a book in uh, the fall on a healthy marriage, hopefully close to the time of the release of that book. We'll have you back on the show and be able to touch upon that. Drugless Doctor, and that's Drugless Doctor spelled out. It's allasoneword.com, the website. You can get information on a lot of the things that we've been talking about today. Thank you very much for joining us on our program. Certainly continued good health on your part. And thank you so much, and thank you for all your listeners and great questions, and we'll, we'll talk to you along the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.